Welcome back. Episode 4 from the Fringe Podcast. Hope everyone had a great week. Hope y'all got to play some golf, watch some golf. But we're here to talk about golf and the golf related, so that's exactly what we're going to do. Let's get into this. We just completed the uh, Travelers Championship this weekend, and Keegan Bradley was our winner. Keegan uh, set a tournament scoring record at 23 under par, a record that was previously held by Kenny Perry and was set back in 2009 at 22 under par. The uh, Travelers was a high scoring event this past weekend. The course was set up for some prime scoring opportunities. The cut line was four under par and TPC River Highlands gave up eight rounds of 62 or better. Eight. Our boy Ricky Fowler had a third round 60, which ended up being his personal best in a professional round. Speaking of Ricky Fowler, I think I want to start doing a Ricky watch week to week. This guy is just a lovable guy on tour. Not many people have anything negative to say about him, if any at all. And you just feel that this past season, after getting back together with Butch Harmon, that his game is right there on the cusp of some great things. Like those floodgates are going to open up the moment he gets that win and gets that monkey off his back. So I think we're going to start a Ricky watch just to let everybody know how our boy Ricky Fowler's doing week to week. I don't want to do this, but Rory couldn't keep his mouth shut again this week. He was uh, quoted bagging on the course this week saying, I don't particularly like when a tournament is like this. Unfortunately, technology has passed this course by, right? It sort of made it obsolete, especially as soft as it has been with a little bit of rain that we had. Rory, I don't want to hear you talking about a course being obsolete when you finished five shots off the lead and you lost. Can't be that obsolete if it was kicking your behind. So why don't you just take the high road, say, hey, it was a good week. We fought hard. We'll get them next time and move on. Somebody in this man's PR camp needs to coach this guy because week in and week out, this dude just keeps putting his foot in his mouth. At least to me, he does. Just put the head down, grind, and play some golf. Speaking of golf, the women, the LPGA players, had the KPMG Women's PGA Championship this week. It was the second major of their season. And Ronnie Wynn took the win in this tournament. She turned professional back in 2020, and this was her first major win. So congratulations to her. Coming down the stretch of this tournament, she ended up hitting her last 37 greens in regulation. Now, as you guys know, that is a tough feat. To do that, coming down the stretch and to win the tournament is pretty darn awesome. And afterwards, she was quoted as saying, I think there's more to come. And quite frankly, she said it with a little bit of a chuckle. I like the confidence. I hope so. I hope we get to see more of this young lady. A little fun note about her is that she beat out her mentor and landlord, Yu Lin, who uh, ended up in third place. So uh, we got a really good interview for you guys. I don't want to keep y'all waiting. Let's get right into it. Oh yeah, stay up, stay up, stay there. 
Hey guys, we're coming to you from Starfire Golf Club here in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm with Josh Bribiescas. He's the assistant golf pro here. Welcome to the pod. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate you coming out here. Dude, this is a joy for me. You know this is my home course and uh, I really take pride in this place and really like being out here. So having someone from here is a big deal for me. So let everyone know uh, a little bit about your professional resume. Yeah, uh, I have. Uh, I've been teaching out here in Scottsdale for about you know five six years now. I turned been a professional golfer for at least uh, seven to eight years now. Uh, you know, in the beginning it was just kind of the grind. You know, chasing it. You know, playing mini tours and trying to make a name for myself and you know make a little money on the side. But also being an instructor has been one of the best things I could have ever stepped into because seeing the game grow as it does is just it's amazing to see and you know the fact that i'm a part of that i just i can't believe it and i'm blessed every day to be a part of this and be a part of what golf has become now you know doing something that you love like you truly love every single day it never seems like work because i you know i i like what i do but even getting out here just seeing you interact with the people every day and everyone else around here you can tell people really do uh, love what they do at this golf club and love being here and around the people. Totally. Yeah. I mean, every, everyone, you know, we all work as a team here to, you know, give the best experience we can when you do come out and play at Starfire. And, you know, that's that's what we that's that's the goal at the end of the day, you know, because it is about golf. But the experience is also what we're looking for. And, you know, if you can leave with a great experience, you know, we've done our job. So uh, how did you orig- originally get into golf? kind of funny uh i i picked up golf really a little, little kind of a little late in life uh, i was you know maybe more along the lines of 13 14 i guess not really late it's, it's but kind of when i picked it up too my grandfather was right right i you know i came from a very uh, basketball oriented family okay. so everybody you know in my family played you know basketball competitively at a high level and i never i i did want to do that but I felt like that wasn't my my calling, my niche. And you know, my father took me out to the range one day just because he wanted to go because he was getting ready for some little scramble. I think he was going to play in, (laughs) and he brought me out there, and I loved it. And that was it. And that that was it. it. I got hooked, and I was there. You know, I used to, I used my home course. I grew up playing at is Dobson Ranch, um, and I used to, I used to be there from six in the morning till nine o'clock at night when they closed. And yeah, I would just play golf all day and just a range oh man, yep. And I would scrounge up my quarters to pay for my buckets, and eventually, you know, the guys got to know me well enough, and they knew what what I was trying to accomplish. And you know, it. I thank those guys as well. Shout them out because they they helped me step into this game, you know, comfortably. That's awesome. For me, it was my grandfather. He always grew up uh, playing it. I remember him going out playing, you know, a couple times uh, a week when he retired. And he always said, you need to get out there, you know, and he would just, you know, nudge me. And it probably wasn't until about, you know, 13, 14 that I got out there. And when I did, it was kind of like, why wasn't I doing this all along? You know? <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I also give a shout out to my uh, my uncle, my, my, dad's, my dad's brother. He actually was really the first one that believed in me to even take this path because you know it really wasn't a most positive decision uh you know with the family and all that being basketball oriented right right but i think eventually they 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 caught on and now they support me 100 percent. and it's awesome it's uh you know i'm blessed to have them so we're here in scottsdale arizona 
some people, and I've said this on the pod before, would say like this is the mecca of golf. Now, I've heard people talk about Myrtle Beach and Jupiter, but dude, it's Scottsdale. Let's let's be real. I mean, yeah, I mean those those two places, they do have, you know, they have their amount of golf courses, but you know, Scottsdale is just like, isn't it something like 230 semi in the whole valley? Yeah, it's combined. It's, it's every corner you turn. There's a golf course. They're like Starbucks. They're <laughs> like Starbucks out here. Pretty much. And I just, the way that it's, uh, it's amazing. It's amazing seeing, you know, you can go anywhere in golf. That's why when you live here and like me, I've lived here my whole life. It's just wild to hear that there's seasons in golf and, <laughs> right. and you know, you can only go during this amount of time. And, you know, now it's. But here, it's like I, I can golf twenty four seven. So you know, I kind of playing off the seasons. Like I'm getting back in the gym and doing stuff. So I'm looking at like golf, cent, you know, central workouts, and uh, they talk about like what to work on in the off season. And I'm like, what off season, you know? <laughs> but it's also cool right. out here is where like you got the true Norths and the Silver Leaves. But then you'll get on Instagram, and if you're like me, you follow all the courses in the valley, and you'll see Orange Tree, which is right down the road. And Alice Cooper's playing there. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Just I just think because Scottsdale is that prime location. Or how Bubba came out and played here. Right, right. You know, but Bubba came out and played here. You know, it's it's great to see that celebrities or pro golfers they're given those municipal courses that love. You know that that they need because they're just like everyone else. They're trying to stay afloat. They're trying to keep you know their business rolling as well and. We don't all have access to the private clubs. Exactly. So they give us a little love. It's it's yeah, it goes a really long way. So speaking of Scottsdale, how do you feel about the state of local golf right now? Like what have you seen in the last since twenty twenty about the game and how it's going on a local level? On a local level, I, I will say it has it has grown. It has evolved uh, so much, I would say, since 2020 with, you know, the pandemic hitting and that kind of being the only thing to do for a while. And, you know, I would say it's it's definitely brought a lot more people to the game. But, you know, there's, you know, there's pros and cons with that sometimes. Please share. <laughs> you know, you, you have, you do get the, you know, because it's evolved so much, we get a lot of you know, golfers and, and, you know, and it's not, it's not to knock any of the other businesses that are out there, like the top golfs of the world and all that. It's just, they've set as they've set, there's a standard kind of set of wanting to be, I don't want to say restaurant type vibe, but more of the entertainment, ex- entertainment yeah. right. More of the entertainment and, you know, golf is entertainment. There's also etiquette that comes with that. And, right. I, and I think we talked about that last week on the pod. Yeah, you know, I think I think etiquette, you know, I think and I don't think there's a lot really necessarily new things that need to be talked about. I would say it's more more of just the basics being reiterated. Just a refresher course. Right, right, and just learn, you know, just the simple things like not walking in people's lines, staying on the cart paths when you when you're asked to, you know, pace of play. One one that I said was not being able to hear your Barbara Streisand from like three holes over, you know. <laughs> but you know i think it's it's gonna it's gonna have its ups and downs and i think it's had a lot of ups you know with this game the way it's grown and you know for more people have been coming out more you know that's kind of it's the thing to do now but it's also you know and i didn't really address this last week but i have to concede that on y'all's level of actually working at a course 
when it is high season and it when if you don't know high season in Scottsdale is wild like these courses will be so. packed or first tee time to last tee time and you're trying to give everyone experience you want people to come back but it's tough to monitor all that at the same time when it's so busy right right and and that's where you know sometimes golf courses themselves have to take a step back and see you know they got to kind of readjust with how much this game has grown, you know, how much, you know, how many people are getting out here. And and I think when we get the right amount of golfers that, you know, some that know the etiquette, you know, some that don't know the etiquette, it can kind of put stress on a day, you know. Yeah, I don't and, think anyone really uh, was ready to uh, see how much golf was going to grow since the pandemic. I agree. I think, I think it really, uh, well, just like with, I think, anything else that happened in the world during that time, it, it kind of caught everyone on there, you know, and, blindsided. You know, as a player and as a, a patron of a course, it took me by surprise because I remember 2020 playing. You'd come out here and play, and it was we were in a drought. It was a pretty hot summer that summer, but the courses were virtually empty. And it was probably what we're in 2023 now. So it was, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it was maybe last season when travel fully opened up. Like 2021, we started to see it again, but totally. last year... Totally. Like the 2022 season, mm-hmm. it got crazy because then you saw people, everyone that took the game up from around the country right. who started taking those bachelor trips right. or those girls or guy trips. Right, right, right. And then you got to, you know, to even add more to that, you got the Super Bowl here. Oh, and then you got, oh yeah. you know, and then you got the waste management here, you know, and, and that is it's that's growing in its own way now right. I, you know i just can't believe it but that's a busy you know? weekend or a busy week just on its own right right you throw the super bowl on top of it and it that was a that was a wild week right and you know it's going to be a little wild again this year you got the final four coming here for the men's yep. and and for the men's basketball so it's like you know it, it there it's kind of it kind of seems like out of nowhere arizona or scottsdale or whether it's just the state of arizona has just kind of been the hot spot everyone has been wanting to come visit here and everyone's been wanting to you know be down here for a couple couple days because why not it's weather's beautiful it's there's golf everywhere you go (laughs) i think i saw like a little travel and leisure little tip on or tip or little fact online that the valley the phoenix metro valley area is becoming one of the hottest places to visit yeah like you said why not? We got, you know, spring training baseball. We got golf. We got waste management. Barrett Jackson. There's action it's, here all year. Yeah. There's action here all year. And and then you get to the summertime and all the uh, the resorts and stuff around here, they start doing summer rates. Mm-hmm. So people come in for that as well. I mean, it's it's definitely a, a, a booming economy down here. Totally. And, I, and you've really seen it grow. Like you've been saying, you know, last since really the last year, it's just really just completely – shot up so now that that we talked about you know a local level and mm-hmm. with your ends to the golf world and the other pros and being on the mini tours how do you feel about the uh, current state of the professional scene whether it's the men's or the women's side you know i think it's i don't think that that love will ever get lost in that from the you know from the professional scene just because there's so many hungry young golfers out there trying to make it you know they're they're trying to make it and i think that that hunger that want will always be there and that's in in that realm so that's why you know 
I mean, a PGA tour event is awesome to go see, but you know, go, go, go see a mini tour event, you know, go, just go see some local champions tour, right. PGA tour. That comes right. In. Right. And even something even more local the than that. Tour. Yeah. See, exactly. Just the, those are, they are good golfers out there. It's the guys on the PGA and the, and the women on the LPGA, you know, they, it's a whole nother level. It's a whole nother level. And, but it's like there's only so many people that can be on that tour that can, you know, there's only so many spots kind of in a way. So, right. you know, speaking – so on that note, when a live decided to pop up, do you – I mean, outside of what Jay Monahan was trying to push on that agenda, mm-hmm. do you think there is room for growth with other tours and supplemental tours that are outside of the PGA? Yes, I, I, I it, it has to. I don't want to say it has to, but you know, just the the rate that golf is has grown, it, it you know, it's why not? You know, for example, the NBA, they are global now. Right. Everyone plays basketball out there now. The last five MVPs in the NBA have been from Europe. Or not from this country, you know. They, you can make it work. I, I just think, you know, like even the G League, right? The NBA has, has like you know grown to its own little thing, right? And the and you know the the leagues out in Europe, you know, they or, are over over in Asia, right? Yeah. They're they're getting, you know, they're they're evolving, just like just like you know this game is itself with you know people wanting to play and all that. So I think it's you know, you know, I, I've. I've said it one of the things i really respect about the lpga is when the leaderboard comes up if you really want to see how international this game is look at look at a leaderboard on an lpga event right i mean they're from asia south america europe Mm -hmm. africa i mean they come from everywhere and they seem to make it work. They do, you know. So it, it's it's kind of you know why why not you know why can't it work with you know these big the PGA Tour and Live and I think it's great that they merged because you know it it is great for the game of golf. You know, I think the bickering was like it was it was the dramatics of it all was just it was too much and something had to give. Right. Right. And, Right, I, I totally agree. I think something did have to give, and, and I'm interested to see how how that goes. Like, does Live continue in its format? And now maybe we get like a rotating team with PGA players every single every single event. Could you imagine Rory coming out there with with a with a team of of three other of his choosing, or you know a Jordan Spieth or a Tony Finau? Yeah, that'd be you awesome. Got, you have you know, and that's the beauty of this is. You can kind of toy with it. You can exactly. kind of, you can kind of feel it out and feel the niche, feel what gets, you know, what keeps the viewers watching and what keeps, you know, and sometimes change is needed. You know, it's yeah, it's it's great that we've had this. You know, the PGA has been what it's been, and it's been such a high standard for so long. But you know, and they're always sh- they're always going to be that. They high always standard. will no, be. I mean, no matter what happens, right. let's be honest. They always will be. They're they- going to be that bar that everyone uh, you know aspires to. right they always and they always will be but you know sometimes you can't let that all go to your head and you got to be willing to see the other side of the coin you know and and do you know 
when be okay the, with the change. If when, there you're is a, when you're the only dog on the block, you tend to believe like you're the only dog, you know, <laughs> right. like in the neighborhood. Right. So when yeah, someone else comes comes around, when another dog comes around the block, a little territorial, it's right? A little territorial. But right. I think, like you, I think it's going to be, I think the opportunity to have something global. Right. And uh, mixing both tours and having these guys back in the PGA and creating teams with the guys that, that weren't originally on live. It's going to be awesome. And I love the places that they go, like going to Australia and mm-hmm. Mexico, going over into, a, I think they had one in Japan. Right. Yeah. Now Spain, I think is the next yeah. one coming up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just to take over, you know, the European tour, people forget about that. Like that tour is, it's, not necessarily like live, but it's just in the sense of you go from country to country to country to country right. to country, and you see best pl- the best players from those countries representing their country in these European events. And yeah, I think it's you know, and I think now that the PGA and live they've taken a you know they've taken a page from their book so to do that. So I talked about it on the pod maybe an episode or two ago, mm-hmm. but I think another untapped source people that the PG hasn't really uh, found yet is the mix event. A couple of weeks ago, they had the Volvo car Scandinavian mixed, which was a mixed head to head event between the DP world tour and the ladies European it wasn't teams. It was head to head men and women in the same field. Wow. And I think it was Lynn, Lynn Gant won the event last year outright. And I know this year, later on, I think it's December, they're coming up with the Grant the Grant Thornton, and it's going to be a mixed event teams. But could you imagine here in the United States, under the under the PGA, LPGA moniker, a mixed event, like like Nelly Corder going head-to-head with the John Roms and, and the Rory's and stuff like that? I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Yeah. Because... The way I look at it, and I put this out on Twitter, for the average weekend golfer like me, mm-hmm. whether or not you realize it, you play like a girl, and that's being nice. <laughs> right. Because these girls, they're bombing it, you know, 230, 250, kind of like what I would do. So they're having to play their entire bag. You want to see the best representation of how, as a weekend golfer, you should play, in my opinion – Watch the LPGA. I agree. I, you know, just the way they carry themselves, the way they, you're right, the, the way that their strategy's got to be a little different. Right. Because they can't overpower. They're not bombing at three. Right. They can't overpower a golf course, you know, but that's not to say you can't be so accurate with your whole bag. Right. You know, and I, and they have made that look, honestly, so easy, <laughs> so effortless. I, I know. You know, they're, know. you know, they're putting, they're picking spots with fairway woods and hybrids on the green. And, you know, it's, you know, to, to the average golfer, they're looking to gain anywhere near near the green. I feel like their numbers are a little more, you know, because they have to, their grind's a little different. They got to be solid with their whole bag. I think they're more dialed in in a lot of, you know, than, I think you know better from a further yardage, too. they're more dialed in and more accurate. And that's why, that's why they got winners like every week, every yeah. weekend. You it's know? like, it's, it's a, amazing. it's a better representation of a complete game. Right, right. It's they they show you, yeah. They 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 play all the shots, you know, because you know on the tour events you, you see the guys that overpower the golf course, right. and they can, you know, they make it, you know, it's you obvious. bomb at three eighty four, and then you got a little wedge shot 
150 in and now you're putting for eagles you know what I mean? right right and you know and i think that'll eventually change too i think courses are going to get longer you know because just i think just think more athletes are playing this game right i think there's just more you know on, on the professional level especially you know there's just way more athletes there's these guys are hitting the gym these guys and girls are hitting the gym every day they're well you've you've seen the uh you've seen the old the meme that goes it shows jack and arnold sitting there smoking a cigarette with a picture of like Tiger and Rory next to each other eating granola bars and stuff, you know, it's changed. It's evolved. Totally, it's totally evolved, and I, I'm, you know, I'm very uh, excited for what's to come with this. You know, just with the yeah, amount me of, too. The, you That's know, awesome. yeah, professionally, professionally, and local. You know, I think it's all going to be. It's in our hands now. What can we do to make it better? You know? Exactly. Well, Josh, I want to thank you for joining us today. It really has been a big treat. Let everyone know that where they can find you uh, on, on social media or how they can get in touch with you if they need a tune-up while they're here in Scottsdale. Yeah, totally. Yep. I'm here at Starfire Golf Club. Uh, just ask for Josh Fribieskis. And then I uh, you know, I also have uh, Josh Brib 44 is my Instagram. You want, if you want to get a tune-up, tune you can always come and see me. And I will get you dialed in and get you back out there and, and get this game rolling for you. All right, guys. Well, you heard the man. Let's move on. I am proud to announce that the From the French podcast is brought to you by Shank It Golf. That's right. We've got the Shanks. At Shank It Golf, you can find golf polos, bags, and accessories. And let me tell you, they are some of the hottest ones on the market. So visit shankitgolf.com. Use the promo code FRENCH15 for 15% off your order. Or better yet, you can jump over to the Instagram page, give us a follow, and click the link and do your shopping from there. That is shankitgolf.com. Yes, we at From the Fringe have the shanks, and we want you to have them too. Oh yeah, stay up, stay up, stay there. Okay, before we wrap it up for this week's episode, let's talk about the weekend and what a weekend it is shaping up to be. Not only is it a holiday weekend here in the United States with the 4th of July, but we have golf. Yes, golf, and we love golf. Let's start with the men. The men will be in Detroit, Michigan at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Defending champion Tony Finau will be looking to repeat, and we will also be on the Ricky Watch. Yes, we are excited here at From the Fringe to see how Ricky Fowler is going to do this week, and we will let you know and keep you updated on the Instagram page. Also, this will be kind of an interesting tournament because some serious weather went through the Michigan area earlier this week and did quite the number on the course, so I am excited to see how they have the course cleaned up and ready for a tournament. Now on to the ladies. The ladies have their second major in as many weeks, lucky for us, and it's the third major of the season. It's the Women's U.S. Open, and they will be playing at Pebble Beach. Yes, you heard me, Pebble Beach. The defending champion is Minji Lee, and we also know she will be looking to repeat. Now, here's a fun fact. This is the first time the women will be competing on a professional level at Pebble Beach. The course has hosted two U.S. women's amateurs, but that was back in the 40s. So the U.S. Women's Open is also the oldest of the five women's major. Yet 
this is the first time that Pebble Beach will be hosting them. However, they have hosted seven men's tournaments, six U.S. Opens, and one PGA Championship. So I, for one, as y'all can tell by now, I do like the LPGA. I do like their style of golf. I am excited that their game as a whole is getting some recognition by Pebble Beach and that these ladies will be able to compete there. I think it's going to make for an exciting weekend and some really good golf. So that's it for us this week. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at from underscore the underscore fringe or on Twitter at F-R-M-T-H-E-F-R-I-N-G-E from the fringe check us out on both of those platforms give us a follow drop some dms with some feedback however you'd like to do it don't forget about that shank it golf promo that's fringe 15 for 15 percent off your order or while you're on the instagram page click the link in my bio it will take you to the page and you can go from there I want everyone to have a great week, a happy 4th of July. Be good, stay safe, and hit them straight.